Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, guys, it's your boy Dylan here, and I just wanted to talk to you guys about our sponsor for today's show as we are part of the believe podcast network and that is bet online we are back and better than ever a new web interface for the rest of the nba season and more props odds and lines than ever before bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code believe 50 to receive your bonus that is b-l-e-a-v 50 to receive your bonus that is all capitalized from basketball football nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Topic Thunder Podcast. I am your host today, Dylan Hunzinger at Thunder Chats, and I'm joined by three of my best friends in the world. I've got first Alex Roig. Alex, how are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just uh, just enjoying this little bit of time off and before the, the craziness starts back in January. Yes, sir. You got to soak up that holiday love and bulls. Yep. All right. Next up, we got Jerry Stevens. Jerry, what's up, man? what up y'all uh i'm just i'm in the man cave finally so i've like really done some stuff with it you guys have seen the office right like i'm tucked off in that corner you can see chris paul's head and that's all that you can yeah like that's that's it got rid of the fish tank uh life update Um, no what happens to the fishes in the fish tank uh long story but it's kind of short they died um (laughs) Uh, uh, they were only 25 cent goldfish so it's not like they were like you know pedigree value on a life no they weren't pedigree goldfish if i spent about 75 cents i could understand um anywho uh i just mounted a tv today man i'm about to finish hanging up all my thunder memorabilia in here like i am effing amped about being in this room now like it used to be like just the workstation and i used to like hate being in here and i'm so excited to be in here right now it's awesome hey you're like steven dolan anytime he comes on the podcast i'm so excited to be here yep pretty much oh you got a little clicker action dude bro i got i got colored lights now like what's going on oh in my, my god i don't even know i don't even know what to do with myself and i'm not even done yet this is just the beginning 
That shit looks like a teenage a teenage girl's bedroom. Now. I was gonna say it's like a teenager TikTok. Oh, Con- Connor's got the LED strip too. Oh, oh, here we go. Yeah, there we go. See, this is what we do around here. And and the LED strips are kind of legit. Let me hey, tell you, when you, you, when you need Cone, some, amp- hey, you, it's nice. You and Cone always vibe. You and That's, Cone always vibe. Yeah, I'm telling you, I I don't know. No, he's probably actually no. I could be his father. Cone, I might be your dad. Uh, it's possible. There's My too actual many... dad is coming with me to the Thunder game so you can meet him and we can compare. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see, see how this works out. Um, no, there's so many similarities. Yeah, there's there's so many similarities here. And but let me correct you on something real quick, Alex. Um, the LED lighting is very very nice, right? Whenever you don't need a full on lamp going on, uh-huh. right, and like uh-huh. just a bunch of lights, it sets the mood for the ladies. Okay. okay? I know you're married with four kids, so it doesn't. There you, you go. Know. There you go, Cole. <laughs> See, he's setting it up. Yeah. Turn on the red lights. The lady knows what's up. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just amped up to be in here though. This is this is something that like I've always wanted to have, you know, growing up. So having this space, you know, that I, that's just my own for not sleeping is freaking awesome. So all right. Way to make us feel like Rest. a jerk for making fun of you. You're welcome. <laughs> Rest in peace to the fishes that you didn't take care of. Yeah. No, <laughs> bruh. No, seriously. One day, I'll tell the fish story just real quick. Uh, <laughs> fed them right every other day. Okay, I cleaned that tank literally once a month. And when I say I cleaned it, I did the whole suction with the rocks, got everything up out of there, made sure all the levels were right. Like I had tet strips and everything for this tank. You know, just to make sure I was. Mm-hmm. Whenever I do something, I go all the way in on it. Doesn't matter what it is. So like I had primo stuff just wake up one day and all three of them are just floaters and i was really sad though because one of them i had this same goldfish for three and a half years like i was really freaking proud like i got him and he was maybe like an inch long and by the time he died he was almost six inches long like he was huge um compared to the other one so uh yeah, I, it was super, super, super duper sad. Um, I did sing. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that vine of that little girl whenever her fish died singing uh, Fetty Wap. Um, I did do that into the toilet as I flushed them down. So um, just so, you know, they knew that I loved them. All right. Well, after that goldfish eulogy, uh, I do got to officially introduce Connor. Connor, how are you, sir? I'm good. Um, haven't had any recent deaths in the family. Jerry, I apologize about the fish. Thank you. Um, Tough time. Actually, I'm going to knock on wood after saying that. That feels like some like curse type stuff. So, um, but yeah, doing all right. Um, You know, the usual kind of just hanging out, watching Thunder basketball stoked to in now, I think a week from today, fly to OKC for the first time, see a Thunder game, which I'm super excited about. Um, Yeah, I can't wait for it. So right now, just my whole life is kind of just uh, avoiding working on my grad school applications and thinking about that trip. So that's where I'm at right now. Just counting down the days. Let me tell you, I like, I like where it's the at. day before your flight is going to be the longest day of your life. I'm just going. Oh, it's going to be. It's going to be so long. The nice thing about my flight is it's not like it's not like super early in the morning. Like I've got till three, so I'm going to wake up. I'll do my packing. I don't have to do it all like two a.m. like I usually do. Like you know, it'll be a little <laughs> more uh, structured like a normal real person. So it's exciting. For sure, man. Well, hey, guys, uh, you know, we've had a few games played um, since the last time that we were on. Um, you know, some were fun, some were not very fun. Um, but I'm not going to go single large item. 
because we're going to shake it up a little bit. We're going to, you know, this is like kind of a miniature podcast. Um, kind of buried the lead. We have Darius Miller on at the end of this podcast. So definitely stay tuned at the end of that because it was a really fun interview. Uh, you know, you could really start to feel Darius letting his guard down as the interview went on. And, you know, he, he dropped some, you know, fun snippets about his time at the Thunder and, you know, his time in the NBA. So definitely check that out. But, uh, yeah, we're going to go off the dome. We haven't done this segment in quite a while. Uh, we're going to do some trending topics, guys. And for those of you that don't remember trending topics, this could be something that's trending up, something that's trending down. Um, it could be with the Thunder. It could be NBA. It could be life in general. So I'm going to kick it to – I'm going to kick it to Jerry here because he's he's waving his hand and raising his hand. He's very excited. And, you know, teachers love excited students. So go ahead, Jerry. Take Have the floor. What's your trending topic? Thank you, Mr. Huntsinker. Um, so – I just wanted to steal this from the rest of you guys before you guys got to say it. Aaron freaking Wiggins. All right. Aaron freaking Wiggins. Let's just say this guy is an absolute monster. I'm, I'm in love with him already. Um, Aaron, if you're listening, I love you. Um, hope you're doing well. Yeah. I hope you're doing well. I know you're doing well. Cause you're out here just balling, man. Like the energy that this guy brings on both sides of the floor and I think my favorite thing that I've noticed about him so far is like, there is no fear, like none. There hasn't been like first game jitters or like any of that weird rookie stuff that usually happens. I mean, I I don't think I've seen him make a mistake yet. Um, I mean, I know he has, I'm just, you know, putting my blinders on real quick, but still like he's, he's like, he fits very, 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 very well. And very, very, very quickly. And um, shoot stupid efficiently. Uh, I love his defensive energy and let's just talk about that put back dunk last night on, uh, against the Suns. Uh, yeah. was it? Yeah, that was against the Suns, right? Am I tripping? Okay. Um, no, yeah. it feels like he's been like having a poster or like a sick dunk every single game that he's played recently. Um, but that thing was just nasty. Um, like he was in the rafters and came down like sting. Uh, it was just beautiful to see um I'm, I'm really 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 excited about a 55th round or yeah the 55th pick 55th being round. yeah 55th round he was way back there um you know being this good and being in our organization like legit the perfect place to be for a guy like him with this high ceiling that he has so um aaron wiggins enough said Hell yeah so to be clear Hell yeah turning up or turning down are you really going to ask me a dumb question like that? Well, you didn't clarify, man. You, you almost had me cuss on air. What are you doing? We, we mark it explicit. You can cuss as freely as you want to. All right. Are you a dumbass, Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> might be. I might be. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've, I've enjoyed the Aaron Wiggins experience. Um, I'm really impressed with his, his cutting ability. I think he's a really smart cutter. Um, I mean, he's just, he's just aggressive in general, like on the offensive end, on the defensive end. Um, I think he's got a lot of great defensive tools. Um, the thing that like, it's kind of dumb, like it's kind of trivial, but one of the things that impressed me the most, like in his little stretch is last night he was guarding Chris Paul and Chris Paul tried to do the rip through on him and he pulled his hands back, like in the nick of time Mm -hmm. and Chris Paul ended up getting called for a travel. Like, I mean. How many people do we see Chris Paul do that to in his time at the Thunder and Aaron Wiggins, this two-way rookie, just 
like what, like twelve games? Has he played like twelve games at this Something point? Something like that. Yep. Just, yeah. Just well, like, he no, read his. Not do he, he, he read his scouting report, and let's just keep it real. He's probably been watching Chris Paul since he was like twelve, maybe younger. So uh, he's seen it enough. He was like, "Screw that! You ain't getting me, sucker." See, you make it sound easy, but but like, how many other people have like no, no. Chris Paul? No, I get it. I get it. No, it's super tough, and yeah. but that's how like like I said, where he's like just fits already. Like mm-hmm. he does a lot of those stupid small things that you don't expect a rookie to do. It reminds me of Lou in a, in a lot of ways, you know, mm-hmm. two completely different players, but it reminds me of Lou a lot where like you you're in the right spot at the right time. You make the right decision. You bring the right energy. Like it's, it's, it's just good to see. Like I'm super excited that, you know, we have him on this second round deal and we're going to have him for a couple of years and then we're going to have the chance to extend him out. Like, um, I think he fits like there's a, a, barring anything, you know, just catastrophic. I don't, I don't see him going anywhere. I he mean, is very like Dort esque in the way that he, we've given, like he got a small opportunity yeah. and every single time he like takes such big advantage of that opportunity, which yeah. is just really cool to see because Dort undrafted Aaron Wiggins, 55th overall pick, which the league is going to regret letting him fall that far if they are already. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just super cool to see him seize that opportunity. What's his, what's the quote that he said where, you know, they were asking him about that. Um, and it was essentially, that's what he said. He was like, I'm just out here to just take advantage of every chance that I get right now. Like I'm loving it. And I'm just taking advantage of every opportunity that I get, which what a mindset to have, especially as a young guy like that coming into a grown man's league. Um, yeah. I, I love the kid. Golly. I love him already. So just, just to kind of expound on the whole Lou Dort thing, like he's has no fear. He's coming in here as a uh, two-way player, um, the 55th pick. So last night, just – I don't know if you guys have looked at the box score, but just off the top of your head, how many field goal attempts do you think he had last night? I think it was eight, wasn't it? No. Okay, that's eight. that's your guess. I think it was like 12. Okay, that's your guess, Cone. Posted his stats last night. <laughs> I think uh, I think it was ten. I want to say it was ten. It is more than 12. nineteen. <laughs> it's nineteen. Nineteen. I mean, just think about that. I mean, I know we have like everybody out last night, but it takes some stones for somebody to be a two-way, the fifty-fifth pick in, in the in the previous draft, and be like, you know what, I'm gonna hoist it up nineteen times, and. He, you know, he was 10 of 19, one of five from three, uh, but he scored 22 points against the Western Conference champions who were, for the most part, completely healthy. Like, there's a reason why, like, I went into this game and I thought this might be, this might be a 40-point loss. Like, literally, like, Chris Paul was playing, Devin Booker was playing. Outside of, outside of DeAndre Aiden, everybody was playing on that team. And we were in that game to the end. I know it was an 18-point loss, but, you know, Devin Booker got hot late. But it was a, it was a, a one-score game into the fourth quarter. Um, and part of that is because of Aaron Wiggins. Because Lou Dort did not play very well last night. Mm-mm. So the best player on the floor for the Thunder last night was their two-way player, Aaron Wiggins, which yeah. is very, very, you know, it's, it's, it's very impressive. You know, and it's something that, you know, everybody says, hey, just wait till they get 10 games worth of film on this guy. I mean, this guy's been, you know, for the last three games, he's been doing the same thing. He's played and 16 so, games this season. 
Yeah, he's played wow. 16. But, I, I mean, the last three games he's played – the last four games he's played 23 mm-hmm. minutes, 32, 26, 39 last night. Yeah. He has a motor. You know, he has a motor. He has a he has a gumption about him that he wants to be better. I'm just excited about this guy. Like, I think, you know, everybody talking about Kenrich Williams, will we trade Kenrich, will we trade Kenrich? I think now that we have Aaron Wiggins, I, I believe that Kenrich is tradable now. You know, before that, I didn't think he was very tradable. You know, I thought this guy was a glue guy. This guy was a guy that, you know, yes, exactly. I, I love Kenrich. But if he can get you, you know, if he can, if he can get you a first-round pick, if he can get you a younger player, maybe a younger player that you can put into the system, maybe a young big that you can, you know, put into your, to our system, I mean, why not? Hey, Boston, we'll take a Grant Williams. I got, I got something for you. So, you know, last night, you know, we, we didn't even mention it. All the players we were missing, we're missing Trey Mann, Alex Pokashevsky, Darius yep. Baisley, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Derek Favors, yep. and the two big ones, Josh Giddy, Shea Gildas Alexander. I don't know if you guys recall, but the last time Josh Giddy and Shea Gildas Alexander was both out, we lost by 73 points to the Memphis Grizzlies. And I don't know if you guys know this, there was a certain player that didn't play in that game against the Memphis Grizzlies. It was Aaron Wiggins. So what I'm trying to say is Aaron Wiggins plays in that Memphis Grizzlies game. We don't lose by 73 points. We lose by six. We win that game. We win that game. <laughs> hey, absolutely. Aaron Wiggins drops a cool 81. Kobe. Absolutely. In his last three games, he's averaging 20 points per game, 6.3 rebounds, and a steal on uh, 62% from the field and 36.4% from three. Jeez. Yep. What's his what's his block percentage at? It's got to be up there. He gets a lot of cleanup blocks or like from behind the, you know, behind somebody blocks. Mm-hmm. He's only got one in these last three games. I feel uh-huh. that feels like something like he kind of just comes in. Like, you know, those couple games where he's like started just kind of randomly in the past. I feel like mm-hmm. those are the games where he gets a lot. Like when we've got a big guy that kind of stops them at the rim and he kind of like comes from behind. I yeah. feel like that's when he usually gets those. Heck yeah. So on the season, he's he's only averaging four attempts per game as a total of a season, but he's shooting 54.5%, which is solid uh, efficiency for a uh, non, you know, big player, like a guy that's playing around the rim. So, Heck yeah. yeah, you know, we're, we're not going to turn this into the Aaron Wiggins pod, but, you know, we had a lot of good things to say about him. So, um, so Jerry, uh, w- one more time, I need you to clarify, trending up or trending down? Don't you ever ask me a dumbass question like that again, all right? Why can't you just <laughs> say It's trending down? up. It's trending okay. up. Thank you. Thank Jesus. You. As, as Jerry's secretary, it's trending up. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you, thank you Connor. Well, hey, Connor, since you're, since you're speaking up for Jerry, why don't you give us your trending topic? Um, yeah, I guess I'll go with I'll go with Shea's all-star campaign, trending up. Um, he's averaging the most points per game he's ever averaged in a season this mo- uh, uh, for this month. Um, so it's pretty impressive. He's averaging, I think it's now like 26.3, like 4 or something like that on the month of December, which is crazy. I know his shooting percentages aren't quite there and everything like that, but even still, like he's knocking down free throws at a really high rate. I know there was that whole thing where Dylan, I think it was you where you were saying that you thought he could get like that free throw percentage way up uh, last season. We were talking about that and he's been killing it from the free throw line. It feels like to start the year, it was kind of like every other time he would go from one for two. And then this month, it feel, I think he's shooting like 80 
plus percent from the free throw line. Even on the season now, I think he's almost up to that. So he's getting there. And once the crazy part is he's averaging over 26 points per game and his three ball isn't falling. Like when that gets back to, I'm not saying he's going to shoot 40% again, like super consistently, like it's possible. But even if he gets it back up to like his usual, like career average of like 35, it's going to be ridiculous. Like he's so hard to stop his ability to like get in the lane and especially get to the free throw line is helping him find ways to score even without that three ball falling. And we're actually playing pretty good basketball this like month when he's on the court. I think when he plays, we're six and four this month, which is a lot better than what it looked like at the start of the year when there are those people who are like, Oh, the thunder, you know, black eye, the league type stuff. So Shay's just, he's killing it. And I feel like he's building a pretty solid campaign for the all-star game. Yeah, the fact that he's averaging 26 and a half points per game in the month of December and he's only making he's only making 1.33s a game. Like that's ridiculous. Like I can't tell you how many like 30 point games he's had and he's made like one or two threes. Like there's a there's another guy that got his points like this a lot whenever his three wasn't falling and he's not my favorite player. I don't love his play style, but his efficiency and his production is like undeniable. And that's kind of what Shay's doing. And he's playing like James Harden did like in Houston. Like, you know, when his three isn't falling, he's able to get his points from the line. You better never ever say that again. Don't you even think about uttering those words. He is not a flopper. He does not grab elbows. He get out of here. He actually earns it out and, 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 and I had to be funny there, but in all seriousness though, he doesn't play that type of, of game. Like he gets yeah. hammered he earns a his. lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the one thing that I, that I see that he's brought to his game, that's, that's been, I think over like the last four or five games that I've, that I've been able to watch, you know, almost in their entirety, he's scoring on the baseline a lot um with that jumper he is that, yeah, that's that, that's his that, new like, favorite spot kind of step back thing it's, yeah I, f- I feel like he never misses it either no uh, it's on the right corner Kobe it's on the right side right? yes and he likes it on that right side and it's that's that's something that you know when a when a defense is you know because let's just keep it real too he's he's averaging these numbers with legit like a triangle and two or a triangle and three ran against him um or did I say that right? A box and one. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why the hell I said triangle. I like shapes. Yeah, I, I, I like running, I like They're running the circle defense on Shea. They're yeah, just have, I don't know everyone why. standing around him. There's six players on the court. Yeah, I, I, I could not tell you why I just uttered those words. Uh, that was about as stupid as Dylan asking me if uh, Karen Wiggins was trending up or down. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but but he's he's doing it in the most difficult freaking way to, you know what I mean? Having to go against two, three defenders at the same time and still With zero spacing. Yeah. And giving everybody the business. Um, so yeah, Shay, he better be an all-star at this point, especially the, you know, the, the numbers he's putting up and how he's getting there. And of course he wears the best uniform in the whole league, which is ours. So, um, yeah. Uh, SGA to All-Star Game 2022. I think that's – is it 2022 or 2021? How do we count that? 2022. I just want to make sure. He was robbed in 2021. We don't talk about that yet. Well, I'm going to be unsure of myself the rest of the time because I just literally said 
triangle and three or some shit like that. So um, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore with my life. I might need to just send, leave. Send that one to Mark. Let him try that. Alex, you got anything to add on the uh, SGA All-Star campaign? Uh, no, just, I mean, just so I had a I had one of my uh, Twitter followers, um, Christian Luer underscore CL12 underscore. Um, he probably had the best comparison, I think, is a, is a mixture of hard and Kyrie. Like his ability to, you know, his his handle um, is very Kyrie-esque. And like, it's not as, it's not as and one-ish as Kyrie's is, but it's very herky-jerky and it, it gets people off balance. Um, and also hard, man. Like, I mean, if you're going to have a guy that's going to, like right now he's very hard-esque because he has to be on this team. You know, he has to score the ball on this team. He has to do step backs. He has to get into the lane and, and generate contact to get foul calls. He has to do that. Now, you know, hopefully if everything goes right as far as these next two drafts and we get the talent around him, maybe he doesn't need to do that. Maybe he becomes that smooth operator within, you know, within the three-point line um, as far as getting in the lane and all that. But I do think right now he's very hard-nesque in how he has to get his points. Um, and, hey, I mean, player of the week, we never thought that a Thunder player would get that based off of their record. You know, we knew their record was going to be bad. We knew that that kind of factors into it. But, you know, last week he led us to a 3-1 record. He was scoring 27 points a game. You know, he had that triple-double in there. Um, I think that's great. I think it's great timing for his all-star, you know, campaign. Um, and, I, and I think I think he is – he's finally – you know, he's finally figuring out probably how to play with this team and how to play with Josh Giddy on the floor with him. Yeah, for sure, man. And, you know, talking about the spacing, um, you know, the lack of spacing. Last year, the Thunder as a team was not last in the league in three-point percentage. They were second to last in the league, 33.9%. This year, they are dead last, 30.6%. So he has less spacing this year around him than he did the year prior. <laughs> Our attempts have to be way up this year, though. I have a feeling the attempts are way up. They got to be. Well, I will look at that while Alex gives me his trending topic. All right. All right. So my trending topic, I'm going to go ahead and trend down. And my topic is going to be that the Thunder just can't tank. They just can't. And, and some of it has nothing to do with them. You know, COVID and all these, you know, bringing up all these G League players on teams and, you know, even though it's happening to us also, but it just seems like the Thunder have no luck at all when it comes to doing what they need to do. So whenever they were winning, you know, the salary cap and the CBA kind of went against them. You know, now when we're trying to lose, you know, when we're trying to, to purposely, you know, tank in order to get better picks, the entire league is kind of breaking down before our eyes and we're having to play these G league hybrid teams um, and we're beating them, you know, and, and, and we're beating them and we're playing teams that are down to like one play, one superstar, their entire rotation is, is all messed up. And it's just making it a lot harder for us to do what we have to do to get to the point where we want to get to. Um, and so, yeah, you know, COVID protocols, health and safety protocols, trending down. All right. 
I will say, like, the the three wins we got um, before we played the Suns, I wasn't mad at because, you know, A, we played the Clippers. We're allowed to beat them. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, protected. But, like, also, oh, like, him hitting – or Shea hitting the game winner. I mean, that was just insane. Uh, the next game, playing the Grizzlies, we had to win that game for revenge purposes. Yep, redemption. And, yeah. And the, the next game, I agree. Yeah, the next game we played the Nuggets, and I mean that was Nova's birthday, so you know we had to go out on W there. But I mean, just um, just kind of look at looking at at the next game that we have coming up. Mm-hmm. Like Julius Randle's out. I know Derrick Rose is out because of an ankle, but you know they just have all these players out, and it's just it just kind of sucks for the purposes of the tank. Well, but that the, just to go back one game on that Denver game, I was super impressed with that because that was just an ass kick in the whole game. And they had a lot of their guys. Like, I mean, granted, you know, Jeff Green was starting. But other than that, like, that was a really, really good – like, that game to me showed, like, a level up in where they're going and where they're trying to. That was a hilarious game. (laughs) I was – That was was my birthday game. So, we went – you know, me and my wife went to that birthday. I mean, went to that game. And that was the game where Mike Malone basically said, starters, get the hell up out of here. And he played, like, his bench for the entire second half of the game. But that was hilarious to me. But we – that first half, we drove – we were in that driver's seat the whole time. Oh, yeah. We were in the driver's seat the whole time. It was – and something that – that was something that I was really, really, really proud of just because – you know, that's, that's a solid squad. Let's just keep it. Yeah. Right we on. went, we went up by 22 and I was like, what the hell am I watching here? Like, what, yeah. what is this? Like, this is not what I'm used to at Are all. We a championship team, Alex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Is this, did I go back in time? Is this 2012? <laughs> well, you know, talking, talking about, you know, all the plays that are out for the Knicks, um, Ryan Westiles uh, tweeted that the Thunder list, Shea Gilders Alexander and Kendrick Williams is questionable. Baisley, JRE, Giddy, Trey Man, Poku, and Veet Crazy are all still out uh, for that next game. So, Tank Wars. Aaron Wiggins but, season. Aaron Wiggins but, season. But, but we might have Giorgio's Tukowski or whatever his name is. Isn't that the guy off Monsters, Inc.? That's, that's uh, Mike Wazowski. That's Mike Wazowski. <laughs> I, I, I do need to look up like, how to say this man's name. Just ask Giannis. He'll know. Yeah. Well, I mean, let me just hit up Giannis he's real definitely, quick. He's definitely Greek. We know that much. Yeah, he's, he's very – oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he kind of – didn't Papa Giannis – yeah, his name was Georgios too. Yep. All right, what is oh, – It must be Greek for George. Basketball reference. Yes. Kalatzakis. Giorgio's Kalisakis. Anyway, I just he... want to hear Michael Cage say it real quick. He'll give us the correct pronunciation. Or or, or Chris Fisher. Giorgio's yeah. Kalai. <laughs> yeah, this guy was Mr. Relevant in the draft this past year. He was the last pick in the draft. Um, he's played for the Bucks and the Bucks G League team, and he has signed a deal with the Thunder to be here for the rest of the season. So we're going to learn how to say I wonder, his name what kind of, I, I, I wonder what kind of deal it is because we already have 15 and two two-way players. Yeah. So it has it's underneath, to be, the, it's underneath the hardship. So I think it falls into like a different, you know what I mean? Like a little bit differently than no, regular contracts. Hardship for 10, 10 days. days. Yeah. This is a remainder of the season. Huh? 
So either they have to waive somebody or like they don't have to waive somebody right now because of course, you know, you could you could probably fit them into that hardship stuff. But once those 10 days kind of run out, you know, it's like maybe Gabriel Deck is gonna get cut or or something. Friggin' Paul or Watson Jr. Paul Watson, you know, he gets yeah. he gets the boot and they, Tail, they sign maybe. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. You hush your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, he I, had a good I, game last night, so leave him alone. He, he, you know, he had a good game, was it two nights ago against the Kings? He had a, yeah. a real good game. Yeah. yeah. Props to him. Outwire, but you know. And I know you had it in him. Um, touching on what Jerry was talking about, um, we had 33.7 attempts this year and 31.9 last year. So about two more attempts a game. Golly, that my eye test is never wrong. Let me just tell you that. Oh yeah, yeah. You you definitely picked out those those two extra three point attempts. I I noticed it obviously, so it's it's there. I don't All know right, about you guys. Wrapping up trending trending topics. I'm going trending up. Shea's defense. Now this isn't like he's not becoming Lugan Stewart or Kendrick Williams or anything like that, but I've noticed this all season long, and specifically like the past few games. He's looked so much more engaged on the defensive end, both on ball and as a help side defender. Um, He's become a real weapon as a help side defender coming in. That's how he's getting a lot of his blocks. You know, I tweeted, I don't think he got one in the last game that he played, but the three games prior, he had six blocks in three games. So, like, you know, that's becoming a real weapon for him defensively. You know, he still gets caught ball watching a little bit, backdoor cuts. You know, I mean, we're no stranger to that. Like, you know, Russ did the same thing. Like, we're – we're not going to nitpick any of that, but I I do see him putting forth more effort and, you know, like I said, really focusing and staying engaged on the defensive end. And that's the first step. Like you've got to, you've got to put forth the effort before you can, um, you know, ask for the production. So uh, trending up, man, Shay's defense. I, I think that, you know, he's going to turn into, I think right now he's like an average, like net neutral defender. And I think, you know, by next season, he might be a little bit of a net positive defender. Yeah, it feels like that. that's obviously like kind of the next progression of his game. We've seen his offensive game grow a lot. We know he can play make. We know like everything he can do. So locking in on that defensive side to kind of create a tandem with Dort. You've already got Baisley, who is a really good defender, I would say. Uh, Baisley has shown a lot of potential as a defender and mm-hmm. a shot blocker. Josh Giddy has shown a lot of promise too. And so to kind of just build on that kind of like, I kind of feel like the center team's building towards a somewhat defensive mentality with kind of the defensive upside we've seen from a lot of these guys. You could even talk about like Trey Mann, Jeremiah Robinson Earl holds his, he was holding his own against Harden um, like a couple of weeks ago. So you see flashes on the defensive end from pretty much everyone. Um, so I, I just kind of see like that's the way that this team's going to go. And that's obviously the next kind of step for Shea is just to become like a pretty good defender. I, I, I try to tell you guys that coach D is literally Greg Popovich 2.0. They have the same skin. They have the same, like, you know, smart. I'm talking about like, and I'm not trying to be mean or anything. Right. They both got crater faces. I They're beautiful, oh, but they both have crater gosh. faces. Right. Let's just, I'm, there's a lot of similarities here. You can't deny the similarities. The the funny little quirky jokes that they try to make that are like super duper dry, but everybody just absolutely loves them. Um, and then 
when you look at the basketball court, the way that they draw up their X's and O's and the the emphasis on defense, like, I mean, we're, we're he's turning into Greg Popovich right before our eyes. All right. I like it. All right, boys, we're going to wrap up here. Uh, I've got a quick segment for the. Wait, can I do one more training topic real quick? Uh, Sorry, I, mean, I, I kind of have a bonus one. Go ahead. Uh, okay, I just oh, wanted to say the Clipper, the Clippers pick is trying to go up. Um, yeah. They keep the Celtics let us down. They shot like what was it, four for forty-two from three the I other mean, night against the Clippers. That was it. That was another COVID game. That was another game where. All right, but, but also Jalen Brown also yeah. shot 13 of 36. So yeah. the, the Celtics have yeah. to have, let us have that one. Um, but they've got some tough games coming up. They've got the Raptors, the Nets, the Timberwolves, the Suns, the Grizzlies, the Hawks, the Nuggets. Like it's a really tough schedule for them coming up. Of course, like Alex said, with COVID and everything, none of those are guaranteed losses. But right now, I mean, picks looking all right. Looks like there is the potential um, to maybe get that as a lottery pick. So fingers crossed that they can lose some of those games. <clears throat> Yeah, as it stands, they are at pick 18 as of right now um, with a record of 18-17. That's 35 games. So, you know, there's like quick math, 47 more games left in the NBA season. So, a lot of basketball left to be played. And, uh, you know, if Paul George is out for an extended period of time and they're not in position to make a push for that play-in, there's no reason to rush Kawhi back or Paul George back at that point. And then you're relying on guys like Reggie Jackson and Eric Bledsoe. I'm just saying, it's that is that is such a that is such a, a weird injury, a torn UCL. Like you see that in baseball, where guys have to get Tommy John surgery, but like in basketball, it just seems like a very weird injury. And I and I don't know, like as far as like shooting, like the motion of shooting compared to like pitching, I don't know if if that's something that's going to require surgery or that's going to be something that he's able to play for the rest of his career with it. But it just seems very weird. Yeah, it's Jerry's about to interject. Yeah, no, no, it, no, no, because this actually happened to a friend of mine in college. Um, it's uh, like awkward dunks and like pulling, you know what I mean? How people pull, you just pull it the wrong way and it can just tear that thing, you know what I mean? Like mess it up at yeah. the end of the day. So it's uh, his, that's the way his happened. And like, if I'm, if I'm looking at the way Paul George usually dunks, he is kind of a, a little bit too emphatic with it. You know, oh, you mean sometimes. Like, a, like a double pump at the you end mean, of regulation. Yeah. Or, or, or you mean like a, like a, after you cup? dunk. Yeah. After, yeah. But after you dunk, you sort of just pull on the rim, you know, a weird way. It's, it's more than likely that is what did it to him. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Poor guy, but good for us, bad for him. Yeah. Unfortunate, but also fortunate. So, all right, man. Well, hey, like I said, you know, sticking with the holiday season here. Um, New Year's Eve is tomorrow night. We play the New York Knicks. Um, I want to go around the – I almost said the room – around the Zoom meeting here, and I want you guys to give New Year's resolutions for a Thunder player or somebody involved with the Thunder team organization, what have you. So, uh, I've started with Jerry. I've started with Connor. I'm going to Alex here. Alex. Oh, uh, damn it. Yeah, you got to give a New Year's resolution. I'll go first if you want me to. A New Year's resolution for a Thunder player. Or a coach or somebody or in an coach. office. Rumble if you want to, a Thunder drummer. The I mean, You know what? I, I do want to say this about Rumble. About Rumble. Like, I don't think – I don't think this is the same Rumble as a couple of years ago. Like, this guy is not hyped at all. Like, the Rumble from a couple of years ago, they used to, like, 
lift him up to the rafters and he used to do like stuff all the way up there. Like I think this guy is I think this guy is uh he's he's a uh, he's not the same rumble. So I just want to put that out there. But if we're I'm gonna go we're ahead, taking for a better rumble. Yes, yeah. If I'm gonna go ahead and do a New Year's resolution for anybody, um, it would be for I, I think I I think the success of this team relies so much on the development of Josh Giddy. Um, so it would be on Josh Giddy to continue to develop to work on his shot um, and hopefully get that to be a threat in his game that will completely change his game if he's a threat from the outside. All right. I mean, hey, I don't think we have any uh, any contestants with that. So, uh, Cone, I'm going to go to you, man. What's your New Year's resolution for the Thunder organization, player, team, coach, whatever? Yeah, so I feel like a lot of people have New Year's resolutions like, you know, go to the gym. Like, I feel like that's kind of a pretty normal one. Like, they want to lose some weight. I want Poku to gain as much weight as possible. Um, The exact opposite of the typical one. Now, he can get in the gym all he wants, but I need him to eat every piece of food in sight that he sees because we keep seeing the flashes from Poku. I'm still someone who is very high on Poku. And uh, my dad, who watches Thunder games with me sometimes, he loves Poku. Poku might be his favorite player, um, which is hilarious to me. Uh, But I want to see Poku succeed. And I feel like he's such an X factor for this rebuild. If Poku can reach the ceiling or just hit some of the flashes that he's shown consistently, I think that completely changes this team a lot and kind of it could really accelerate where we go. And even if it doesn't accelerate it, it makes the ceiling for the team a lot higher. So Need Poku to bulk up, get in the gym. Um, but yeah, not not the losing weight part. Please don't lose any more weight, Poku. We need you to get uh, like th- like I want him to have like a shack build by the end of this season. I like the uh, I like the Dolan method. Just let him take PEDs, eat the twenty five game suspension, and we have Giannis. We have Giannis out there. So there you go. He said, "Hey, just take two. You know, eat fifty games and eat the, eat eat two rounds of PEDs. We'll make it happen." Uh, In the off right. season, where you don't even miss games. Yeah, yeah. All right, here's mine. Uh, my New Year's resolution is for Shea to stop passing up catch, catch and shoot opportunities. Yes. Um, I feel like anytime he gets the ball and he's like pretty wide open, um, he needlessly attacks a closeout. Um, even though they're not fully closing out at the time. And, you know, I mean, we've talked about a million times, like Shay's elite at driving to the basketball, creating for himself, creating for his teammates. Understand that completely, but we've seen his numbers. I think the last I saw, he's shooting like 42.8% on catch and shoot threes this year. Like that's a reliable shot. And I get it. Like, you know, that sidestep three point, that step back three point, it's going to be a dangerous weapon, you know, once it's hitting, once he has more spacing around him once the attention is not solely on that shot, like I get it hundred percent. I want him to keep shooting that. All I'm asking is that when you get the ball in a catch and shoot situation created by Josh Giddy, created by Lou Dort, created by Poku, any of those guys, just take the shot. <laughs> so that's my, yeah, it's, it still feels weird to see him shoot them after last year where he like, I don't think he got like a single one. It didn't feel like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it feels like every time he shoots a catch and shoot three, it goes in. So uh, I think that's also something like I've noticed as him and Giddy kind of work together more and get more comfortable with each other on the court, he does get more of those opportunities. Now, he, like mm-hmm. you said, he doesn't always take them. But I think that is one of 
the most important parts of him and Giddy learning how to play together more is that Shea's going to get those super efficient catch and shoot jumpers. And as that gets him in rhythm, it'll allow like the rest of the threes that he takes and kind of just everything to fall more as he builds that confidence and just kind of gets in that rhythm. So uh, that's another thing that I've kind of seen trending up is that those two have been playing better together. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I, th- I think it'll be good. Like you said, I have kind of noticed that he needs to shoot him. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, like for lack of a better term, it's, it's a, it's a trending topic about like, you know, Shay and Giddy, um, you know, how they're playing together. Like, you know, these are both very much guys that are used to having the ball in their hands, even in the Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder season, um, Shay did his work with the ball in his hands. He didn't get a lot of his shots moving off ball. Um, and you know, these are two very young guys in a developing season in a season, which we're not asking for much in terms of wins and losses. Um, and they're just trying to learn how to play off of each other. They're trying, they're diligently trying to learn how to play off ball. So uh, I just want to ask some Thunder fans for a little bit of patience for our young guys as they try to, you know, go through this transition because, you know, like I've said with Shea, every year Shea's been in the league, he's had to kind of take on a different role. And, you know, Getty's a rookie, but like he's having to kind of relearn the game of basketball. Like if you really just want to break it up like that, like he's relearning the game of basketball kind of at a different position, different role. So, um, you know, just let's exercise patience in that because we're not even halfway through the season. So let's just, let's just calm down with the small sample size guys. But guys, that, that's all we got. Um, you know, I'm not going to linger. Uh, we'll, we'll do our outro, but do not, like do not cut off after this because we have Darius Miller coming in with us. Um, it's a great interview. It's a good time. Uh, there were some laughs, there was some, some memories that we got to rehash. So definitely want to check that out. So guys, I hope you guys have a happy and safe new year's on behalf of myself, Alex, Connor, and Jerry, who had to peace out. Um, hope y'all have a great night. God bless. Wear a mask where you need to get vaccinated. If you have not hoop when you freaking can. And as always, thunder up, thunder up. Oh, Alex froze. Alex, say thunder up. You're muted. He's also... Thunder up! There we go. Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boy Dylan here, and I'm here to talk about Lightbox. I got a Lightbox where my heart used to be. All right, now for real. Say goodbye to the dual gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white, maybe even thunder blue. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make an outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. All right, guys, we are privileged to have a guest on our podcast Joining us today, hailing from Maysville, Kentucky, this man won Mr. Basketball in the state of Kentucky, the state, the Kentucky State Championship, the NCAA National Championship with the University of Kentucky Wildcats. He is a nine-year professional basketball player playing for the Hornets, Pelicans, the B-Rose Bamberg, and most importantly, your Oklahoma City Thunder. 
He was the Bundesliga Finals MVP. He's a BBM La Familia, and he is an all-around hooper. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the marksman from Maysville, Darius Miller. I think that's the best intro I've ever had, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's what he's known for. That's what he does best. That's what we do, man. We gotta we gotta bring the energy, you know, set set the bar high, and you know, just just let the guests know that you know we're excited to have you on here, man. And it's twofold appreciate for me. It. Like I said, you know, you play for the Thunder, you play for UK, so I I'm psyched to have you on. Thank you, thank you. All right, Darius. So, hey, when we have, whenever we have a guest on here, we like to, you know, jump in a little background and you know, just give a little, you know, background information for uh, for our listeners. So, you know, let's start at the beginning, man. You grew up in Maysville, Kentucky, um, you know, which isn't exactly a hotbed for NBA talent. So how does a kid from Maysville earn a scholarship at a Blue Bud school like UK? Um, I had a lot of basketball influences in my life. Uh, my dad was a huge influence. He played at Moorhead State, actually. And uh, I always wanted to be like my dad when I was younger. I followed him around. Uh, I started playing against older kids when I was really young. Sean Myrick, a guy that played at UC, most people might not know. Uh, Chris Lofton played Mm -hmm. at Tennessee. They used to beat up on me all the time, my dad. So uh, it was just a lot of great talent. I was fortunate to come up when I did, man. There was a lot of competition uh, all throughout the state of Kentucky. So uh, it it made me better, for sure. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I actually got the chance to see you live when you came to Madison Central. Uh, I think it was your senior year. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, y'all, y'all destroyed us, but, you know, it was, it was fun <laughs> to watch up close and personal. But, hey, man, you know, you came to Kentucky. You played four years. You had two different coaches, varying levels of success. You know, you went to the NIT your first year, Elite Eight the next year, Final Four the next year, and then you got the championship that last year. So uh, what was the ride of being a college athlete from your freshman to senior year like? Um, it was amazing, man. We had a lot of ups and downs, like you just mentioned. And uh, I was extremely blessed to be on some really, really good teams, some really talented teams, really competitive teams. So uh, I had a lot of fun, a lot of uh, amazing experiences. We went deep into the tournament a couple times and ended up winning my senior year. So, I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better uh, college career, honestly. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, j- just like you mentioned, you know, winning your senior year, like, you know, movies are made on, you know, the senior winning the championship <laughs> in their last year, like, you know, books are written. So, like, explain the euphoria of winning a championship in your senior year, man. Um, It was amazing, especially after being in the final four the year before. It was just, um, I don't know. I can't even explain it, honestly. That's one of the best feelings I've had on a basketball court. Uh, just after, um, my bad, somebody called. No, you're kidding. Just after, uh, after, like you said, after the first three years of getting so close and then finally getting it that last year, uh, my last game ending on a win was it was amazing. Absolutely, man. Became a Kentucky legend. So uh, it, it was it was definitely a fun ride. Um, Appreciate it. So, uh, so, so new voice here, um, Darius. What's up? What's up, um, my so, man? What's up? So, so you won. So you won your championship at, at Kentucky your senior year, you know, went to the draft. So you got drafted by what was the Hornets back then. It's the Pelicans now, mm-hmm. but it was the Hornets back then. Um, and one of your teammates happened to be one of your ex-teammates at Kentucky, Anthony Davis. And so was it easier adjusting to the NBA uh, with your college teammate by your side? Definitely, definitely. I think uh, that helped a lot 
we actually lived by each other our first year. And, um, you know, AD was a, he was one of the guys. So uh, having somebody like that, that's um, a huge part of the team. I get to experience uh, a lot of different things with somebody that um, I'm, I call a close friend. Uh, it was huge. I think that was a uh, big in, in, in my transition, honestly. Cool. So you played a couple seasons uh, for New Orleans. Um, then, then you get waived. And so you make the trek overseas to go play in Germany, to go play with mm -hmm. uh, B-Rose. Is it B-Rose, Bros? Rose. Rose. Bamberg. We was way off. Hey, everybody got it wrong. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say it until someone told me how to say it. <laughs> Connor, me and you are just the same. I got you, man. And, 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 that's, and it's, it's, that's, my mother, that's my motherland also. I was born there, you know, part of the military. My dad was part of the military, so I was born there. Okay, but I can't you. say Brose, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you played a couple seasons there in Germany as part of, of Brose. Just, just off the bat, what, what's, what's the biggest difference between professional basketball in Europe versus professional basketball in the NBA? Um, Europe has more of a college feel in that um, – I feel like it's more um, structured. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of, there's just uh, so many talented guys in the NBA. It, it, it's hard to like run as many plays or, you know, some, some guys you just got to let them go. And then um, in Europe, yeah. I feel like it's more, it's a little bit more structured. It has almost more of a college feel to it. Uh, uh, a lot of, a lot of good coaches, more, uh, it's kind of, it's really physical. I wouldn't say more physical, but it's really physical over there. Um. Yeah, it's a lot of it's. It's kind of a different game, more slow pace. What would so? Let me ask you this: This is completely off the cuff. An alpha score in the NBA. What would they do in Europe? In your opinion, you know, how would they transition in Europe? Would they be scoring like fifty points a game over there, or would it be more closer to they, what they're doing in the NBA? Uh, I mean, there 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 would probably be a, a little a, a little bit of a boost to what they're doing in the NBA. Um, okay. I mean. It it it's it's hard. It's really it's really hard to score over there. But the, you talk the best in the NBA is the best in the world. Like they're they're just different type of talent. But um, it it is hard to score over there. There's no three seconds. Um, so it's, somebody could just sit in the like. It, there's a lot. There's different rules and it's it's tough. It's 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 a little bit different. It's a, it's 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 hard to score over there. But I I mean when you're talking about the best of the best, there's there's no stopping them guys. So you went over there. You won three titles off the bat. So you played three seasons over there, right? You played part of one yeah. and then two full seasons, right? Yeah. So uh -huh. you go over there. Your team wins three championships in the three seasons that you're there. You're the finals MVP in 2017. Um, number one, can you kind of describe the, the success that you got over there in Germany? Can you describe that success maybe as compared to, you know, what you did in UK or what you did in the NBA? Because that's, that's a lot of success in a short amount of time. Uh, yeah, man, I was, I was, I was very fortunate to, to land where I did, um, the team, the coach there, um, they allowed me to play and that's, that's kind of where I got my rhythm back. I would say kind of found out exactly who I wanted to be as a player over there, which was, um, huge for me coming back over here. So, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was great, man. I, that's some of the most fun I've had playing basketball because I could just play the way that I wanted to play. And, um, I had pretty much free reign over there. So. So you come back, you come back in 2017, you come back to New Orleans, 
AD is a blossoming star. You have all these young pieces. You had another wildcat in there in Demarcus Cousins. You know what? What were your aspir- Yeah, what were your aspirations heading into that seat when you saw all that together? Uh, we 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 thought we can compete with anybody in the league, honestly. Um, and I think a huge part of that was Rondo. He he was just a tremendous leader, um, and he kind of pushed that from the first time we stepped into a gym. And um, I think that was huge. But yeah, we 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 felt pretty comfortable with what we had in that locker room. Awesome. And then, and then obviously you got hurt after that. So did that happen at practice? Did it happen at a, I don't think it was yeah, a game, right? Um, no, no, it was before the season. Uh, we were working out down in New Orleans and uh, I just kind of stepped wrong. A freak accident tore my Achilles. So, mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that, so then you head up to OKC. So I'm going to go ahead and hand this off to, to, to one of my partners over there. He's going to take yep. the OKC part of it. <laughs> Appreciate you, Alex. Hey, Connor, nice <laughs> to meet you, Darius. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Can I just uh, mention, so, that was an amazing transition right there, Alex. Like, that was probably one of the most seamless that's you, transitions that's I've That's how you know heard. he's a he's a professional. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, so a few years in New Orleans, you end up making your way to OKC. Obviously, all of us here Thunder fans. Uh, so could you kind of describe what your introduction was like to, like, the city, the team, organization, and stuff like that once you got dealt? Oh, it was it was amazing, man. Every aspect of it, honestly. And uh, uh, from the from the team, um, the front office, the coaching staff, everything was a uh, top notch. Um, I really liked the way that they uh, were treating the players, you know, um, the city and embraces the players. So it, it was it was great. Yeah. And. I know, like like you were saying, when you're talking about going to New Orleans or AD, you've got DeMarcus and everything like that and kind of. Coming to OKC was a little bit more of a rebuilding team. Can you kind of compare those experiences? How did it kind of feel to be part of a team that was kind of going through, you know, a kind of transition period? Um, I think I think when I played when I played with the Thunder that year, um, I had a lot of fun, man. Just because um, it was a different dynamic. The young guys, they were they were they're hungry. This, I mean, a lot a lot of those guys are the same. They're hungry. They work extremely hard and they have a lot of fun doing it. So um, the rebuilding, of course, there was some frustrating times just because nobody likes to lose. Uh, I mean, I mean, that that's just a part of it. But yeah, uh, other than that, it, it was it was it was a lot of fun. Those guys uh, have a lot of fun. And I think the atmosphere around the team is is, is really good. Yeah, there are some really gotcha there's some really like fun moments in that season despite it kind of being a transition year Um, there are a couple that kind of you know come off the top of my head um but what was your favorite moment of being in a thunder uniform uh man i don't know i don't know i i I had a lot of fun with those guys man that's that's a great group of young guys so it's it's kind of hard for me to pick one one moment we it, I don't know. It was it was it was probably as much fun as I could have in that situation for sure. Awesome. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, that's good to hear, bro. Um, yeah, for sure. So, kind of like even despite going through the rebuilding period, Thunder kind of building around obviously Shagul just Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, what's something about him in terms of like his work ethic or like his understanding of the game that people really don't get a chance to see, but because you played with him, you kind of could speak a little more to. Um, his work ethic would definitely be one of those things. Um, he stays in the gym 24 seven. And, um, of course that's not something that everybody gets to see, but, um, 
he really puts a lot into the game. And I think obviously you can tell on the court by how good he is. And uh, that's, that's probably the main thing I would say. And he, and he has a lot of fun playing basketball. He really mm-hmm. enjoys playing basketball. So that, that was a, uh, that was good to see too. Gotcha. That's cool to hear. Um, yeah. So kind of a similar question, kind of something people really don't get the chance to see, but uh, with Mark Dagnall, uh, kind of a brand new coach, he's very young, mm-hmm. someone that not a lot of people knew about coming into like, like I'm on Twitter and stuff and people are talking about how, like, who even is the Thunders coach? You know, people don't actually watch the team. So he's kind yeah. of a mystery to some NBA fans. Um, so kind of what's something you could tell us about him that, you know, people really don't get to see that often. Um, I guess just how good of a coach he is. I, I, um, I really like him. I, I think he's a great coach. Um, and um, I don't think he's had a, a ton of exposure, like you said, yet. So, I mean, I guess I guess that he's just a really good coach, for sure. That's great yeah. Popovich 2.0 right there. I'm calling him right <laughs> now. <laughs> That's Pop 2.0. <laughs> I believe yeah, it, I mean, man. He's, he's, he's got some stuff. He's, he's really good. And um, he does a great job of, of building a, a culture and uh, setting certain standards. So, uh, I think the Thunder's in good hands, for sure. Yeah, people are going to know who he is soon enough. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I'm going to just kick it off real quick and uh, and just say uh, thank you again for coming on. But, you know, whenever you're looking at Shea and this young team, you know, you've been around different levels of success. Let's just say this team sticks it out for another two, three, four years. Mm-hmm. Um, that big core, Shea, you know, Lou, um, I mean, Aaron Wiggins as of recently, let's just toss his <laughs> name out there now. Um, but you know, these guys stick together It's sort of, what do you think their potential is, you know, including Mark, you know, with him at the helm sort of running the show and, and putting everybody in the best position to win. I think, I think they could be really good. I, I, I really do. I don't know how long it'll take. I don't, but if they're able to keep what they're going and keep building on it, of course, sometimes the NBA, it just gets impatient, you know, and they'll try to break things up that maybe shouldn't be broken. And I'm not saying that's going to happen in that case, but it happens, you know, but uh, if they're able to uh, build with what they have, I think they can be uh, really, really good. I'm a huge fan of Shays. I think he's extremely talented, even uh, more so than, than people see right now. Um, I think, Lou is is extremely talented, works extremely hard, one of the best defenders in the NBA already, which is crazy. Um, yeah. You don't really see that a lot from young guys anymore. I mean, it's not something that, you know, is uh, that gets high praise, so you don't really see it a lot anymore. Uh, but Lou is an amazing def- defender, and I feel like he's only getting better offensively. Um, I like Giddy. He's he's really good. I love I love his playmaking ability. Um, so I think I think the team I think the team could be really good, man. A couple more pieces, uh, a couple guys maturing a little bit more, and 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 I think they'll be extremely good and surprise a lot of people. That's what I like to hear as a fan. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, you know, and I and I totally agree with you on all those pieces. Um, so you know, we're obviously a Thunder Pod. Um, how involved do you stay up to date with the thunder? Um, you know, um, I'll, I'll be honest. I, 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 creep you, me and you talked kind of about a week ago where you said good morning. And I was like, yo, Darius, go have yourself an amazing day. 
Um, and you said something back to me. So mm-hmm. I went through your likes and your tweets uh, at that point in time. And uh, I see you do a little bit, but, but other than, you know, Twitter or social media, you know, how involved are you with the team still? Um, yeah, I, I still watch the team. Um, I wouldn't say a lot, but I, I definitely still keep up with the team. Um, I built a relationship with some of the younger guys. So, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm really enjoying watching their development and seeing them, how they, how they develop as players. So, and like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan of, uh, coach Dagnall too. So I'm curious to see how, how all of that'll play out. I, I, am I really like the Thunder team, the organization. So I'm curious to see how it'll play out. So I'll definitely be keeping tabs over it for the next, however many years it takes. Well, we'll, we'll adopt you as a Thunder fan if you want to come <laughs> on, man. Uh, I got to pick it, a team, man. It might, it might be the Thunder. It might I was about to thunder. ask, like, what, how does that work <laughs> out? You know what I mean? Like, you're in the league. Like, how do you – I know you had a favorite team prior to coming to the league. So, who was your favorite yeah. team prior to coming to the league? I just got to – I got to know. Um, I was I was more so of a players guy because, you know, we don't – obviously, you know, we don't have a team here. There's not really a team close enough to where, you know, we can kind of grasp onto it, I feel like. So, uh, I really paid attention to players. So guys like D. Wade, uh, Tracy McGrady, Penny, uh, C. Webb. I like. I, I really like gravitated more towards the pay- players than the teams for sure. That's that's perfectly fine, especially being from Kentucky. Since Dylan's yeah. from there, I tell him all the time, man. I feel bad for y'all, and I live in Oklahoma City, which is nothing special, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, so you know, you retired. You know, so. What, what made you decide that it was time, you know, to sort of just go, you know, on your own terms at that point? And then the two-parter, what are you doing in that time now? Like, like how are you filling that void? You golfing? Um, you fishing? What are you, what are you doing out there? Um, I think COVID honestly sped up my uh, retirement. Um, I feel like, me personally, I feel like I, I could have I continued to play for a couple more years at least. But um, that time when we were locked down, I, I got two daughters, I got a wife. I was at home way more, spent more time. I missed way less. And uh, I just felt like it was time for me to uh, try different things and be and be home a little bit more, honestly. So uh, COVID and, and the whole lockdown situation kind of sped up my my retirement. But I'm having I'm having fun, man. I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm. I'm kind of dibble dabbling in a little bit of different things every now and then right now I'm, I'm, I'm trying something in the NFT and crypto space. So uh, we'll just see where it takes me, man. I'm, I'm blessed and fortunate to be able to experiment and, you know, kind of find myself professionally. So uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and as a guy, as a father of girls and Alex is too, I think uh, I, I know. Yeah. Alex has four. I have one. Um, that hit me right in the soul, man. Cause I got to stay home. You know what I mean? Yeah, at, yeah, know, yeah, I, I went sure. from an office to staying at home and my daughter was four months old whenever COVID happened. So yeah. like the moments that I got to see and, and be yeah, a part yeah. of that I wasn't like, yeah, those, those are way bigger than anything else in this world, man. So, sure. so I can totally understand that all the way, man. Um, heck yeah. Sorry, Alex. I didn't mean to cut you off, but my point was no, more that's important cool. than yours. Definitely, definitely. The whole draw there. Yeah, hey, go pull on heartstrings, man. Hey, just just quick question, just kind of like piggybacking off of that. When you see what's going on now with like you know all the guys, kind of like from your era or even a little bit before your era, 
that are you know trying to come back and make little comebacks, you know, signing ten day contracts here and there. Does the yeah. inkling to come back does that ever like kind of does that ever leave no. a former athlete? Yeah, I know I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I play, I play with some local guys some here on Sunday. Every Sunday I get my basketball fix. And um, I'm, I'm having too much fun here at home, home with my family, man. So, uh, That's awesome. yeah, I'm, I'm good for sure. He, he got that Michael Cage Church League special going on on Sundays, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> you back in Kentucky now, Darius? <laughs> yeah, yep. I'm, um, I'm in Lexington now. Yep. I'll bet. bet. You, 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 checking out the, you checking out the team, Manny? Yeah, I've been to a couple games. I'm I'm pretty excited to see uh, how far they go. I, I think they got a lot of weapons this year. So um, I, I love watching basketball. So, yeah, I've, I've been to a couple games, a couple practices. I'm excited to to see where they go. For sure, man. I, I know you probably laced up one of those practices and gave the young guys the business, right? No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, man. They got too much energy, man. They, it's, it's, I'm done with that now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I feel that, man. <laughs> I'm I'm, hey, I'm 29 you, you, and I try to play pickup and I'm I'm huffing <laughs> up and down. <laughs> you you ready to take that that old man role now, right? Just you know, on the corners yeah, shooting threes, just making them all the time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to stay away from it uh, competitively. You know, I don't want to get engaged too much, and I just try to play casually now. So every, every I day, I don't want any problems with the young guys. Every damn YMCA run has that one older guy who's like, damn, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Miss a shot. Yeah. Hey, yeah, my wife, I was playing like a couple. me a bike, so I've, I've been riding bikes now. That's my that's my new thing, riding bikes. I turn on some music, you know, really peaceful. Are we talking Peloton or are you jumping on a Huffy? What are we doing here? No, I'm I'm on a bike. I'm on a bike. I'm out on okay. the road. Okay, you know, got all right. My earphones on, yeah, for sure. <laughs> heck yeah <laughs> all right Darius. well hey man uh you know once again i appreciate you coming on um before we close out we like to you know try to play a quick game with our guests you know just try to go out on a fun note so you down for it yeah for sure all right man here we go so uh first question uh who is your favorite teammate uh we'll, we'll go league wide and then we'll go thunder <sighs> favorite teammate um you got that look like he don't want to make enemies. He <laughs> <laughs> like uh, don't want to hurt feelings. It was, it was probably, probably, probably AD, probably Anthony. Yeah. Just because uh, we played together for so long, we we, we became pretty close. So, makes, makes sense. Uh, what about Thunder? You got a favorite Thunder teammate? Um, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, may maybe Ty. I know. That's what I'm about to say. Ty got very emotional whenever you left. <laughs> That's my guy, man. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah for sure. Here we go. Yeah, probably Ty. Uh, K. Rich too. Kenny Hustle. That's my guy too, man. You know, we was in New Orleans for a little bit together yeah. too. So, oh yeah, uh, right. probably those three: Shay, Ty, and uh, and K. Rich. Those those were my guys. Moose too. That's my guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're big fans of Moose. On he the just side. he just oh he's just an amazing person. Like, yeah. you know, just a great guy. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of him. All right, I like it. Hey, that's, that's a nice starting five. I'll, I'll run with that starting five. <laughs> hey, man, you know, speaking of Moose and Ty Jerome, you know, if you got in a shooting competition <laughs> between Moose, Ty Jerome, and yourself, who's who's taking that home? Oh, man. 
Just uh, say yourself and end it. Just say me <laughs> and end it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm show Moose some love, man. I'm gonna I'm go with Moose. All for right. sure. <laughs> hey, I like it. I mean, hey, Ty, Ty Drum's pulling up from the parking lot. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hey, understand. he can shoot it. He can shoot it <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. Hey, the, hey, that'd be fun to watch. But hey, uh, who's someone on the Thunder you wish you had a chance to play with, um, you know, before before you got injured? Uh, Shay. Yep. I mean, he's he he, he would he's perfect for me. I'm I, I, I'm a I love to catch and shoot. You know, I like getting the three balls. So he he just gets to the lane so easily, and he, he makes a lot of good reads and decisions. So I feel like uh I would have shot a higher percentage uh with him as one of the the guards uh facilitating man i can't I tell think, you how much i was lobbying for you to come on the team when we had rest and pg i can't tell you how much <laughs> <laughs> i would have loved that would have been a lot of open jumpers for me so Big i would have loved it for sure <laughs> um all right uh what was your welcome to the league moment like uh, what was like your moment where like you kind of came on the court and whoever you was guarding or was guarding you just completely just like showed you like yo this is a different league than college probably when we played I think one of my first games early on we played Miami in Miami yeah. you know with D Wade and and Brian and and that was probably when I checked in and you know coach was like hey you got Brian oh, that's man. probably that was probably yeah <laughs> that was probably the moment it was I think it was like game two or something I was like oh, okay cool <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was so, I mean, it was a lot of fun though. It was, it was extremely fun. You know, those early days in the league were, it, it, it's like, it's special to me just because um, it's your first time. It's just your emotions are fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's hard to recreate that for sure. All right, man. Hey, uh, you know, talking about moments in the league, man, what would, if you had to pick one, what would you say is your absolute favorite moment of your career um going to the playoffs yeah it's probably yeah for sure um because you just hear you always hear right and sweat portland yeah yeah you always hear like the game is different but it's 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 different when you experience it like uh just the atmosphere you know with the fans and the amount of detail that goes into each game because you have so much time to prepare for the team uh it's it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and it was extremely competitive so that's probably the most fun i had yeah man that was a wild series you blew up a lot of brackets there yeah sure. <laughs> uh, all right man hey if you were in a three-point contest uh where are you putting your money ball rack one of the corners i like, I feel like that's pretty much a layup Oh, there you go. Like <laughs> confidence. All right. Uh, last question here, man. Um, so uh, we're, we're going to two party here. So we'll go college first. Cause you play with some real, like some of the best college players, like of all time. Yeah, so, for like, sure. If you was going to make a starting five with yourself of your college teammates, uh, who would it be? Uh, John Wall. Mm-hmm. Eric Blesso. Me, Anthony Davis, Demarcus Cousins. Jesus Christ! What a freaking lineup! Like, <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> that's 
that booster money is nice. Let me just tell you guys real quick. That is some that puts together a damn good team. I don't know about y'all, but that's four years and you have that to work with. Like, good lord. Wow, that's damn. Yeah, like yeah. Like what it. a squad! Some crazy teammates. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, uh, your uh, your third year, you know, Brandon Knight, Deron Lamb, yeah, like, B Knight, T Jones was an animal. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. they don't remember yeah, Terrence Jones, we, man. Yeah, we had some, we had some players for sure, <laughs> definitely. Facts. <laughs> well, hey, uh, let's take it to the NBA, man. If you can make a starting five, you know, with yourself and with your NBA teammates, who you got? Um. Shay, Drew Holiday, mm. uh, me, um, AD and um, Brandon Ingram, and AD. Ooh. Yeah, nice. That's a squad right there too. <laughs> Big facts, For sure. Nice. All right. Last question. Sure. That squad going deep into the playoffs. Your NBA team. You know they're all they're all the same age. NBA team versus your college uh, starting five. Who's winning? Uh, college. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. sir. <laughs> probably, <Yeah>. probably college. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll have it. Well, hey, Darius. You know, once again, man, I I can't appreciate you. Uh, I can't appreciate you enough for coming on. Like I mean, you know, this was like I said, you're a Kentucky legend, Thunder legend. So I mean. Absolutely it. over the moon right now, man. Um, you got anything to plug? You want to plug your social media? You know, anything you're doing with NFT? You know, this is your show. Uh, no, no, it's 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 all right. It's all right. I appreciate <laughs> the opportunity though for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, hey, now, like I said, um, you know, uh, on behalf of you know my team here or of the unit here, uh, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, you know, hope you have a you know good retirement with your family, bro. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, hey, fellas. Happy, happy New Year. Be safe. Have fun. Keep happy riding that bike. Definitely. Same to you. Happy New Year. <laughs> Take, Take care, man. Easy, man. All right, Take fellas. Care, bye, Darius. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.